We are back, B2B Sports, episode 22, and it's a big one, Sam, isn't it? It's a huge, huge ep this week. It is Super Bowl Sunday, this coming Sunday, and it's going to be a madness. It's literally so sick. Um, Before we just jump into Super Bowl stuff, um, if you could please vote for us in the sports <laughs> podcast awards we've still got to plug it uh the competition <laughs> ends march 6th i think um and we're currently sitting in fourth um so we That's do want to solid fourth yeah we do want to try and break into the um into the top three uh if we can i'm, I'm quite happy with uh, obviously i want to be high but i'm i'm, I'm happy with fourth like, that's quite good it's pretty good in, isn't it it's pretty, it's pretty good um so yeah mm. You're still fourth on the uh, <laughs> judges' leaderboard. I'm not happy with this judges' leaderboard. He's come Pete Tong in recent weeks. I was number one. Now I'm yeah. stuck down to fourth. To fourth, uh, mate. Sam's going to smash it. At least, at least one of us gets in the top three or top one. <laughs> and then we buzz it's going to be one, mate. I'm, 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 I'm confident I'm going to stay in number one. <laughs> Sam's hacked the hack the judging. <laughs> judging. I've got eight and a half thousand points. <laughs> I don't know how. I'm literally two thousand behind. But but yeah, okay. if you could please vote for us. If you love our content, please vote for us on there. It's just a quick registration on their website, and I'm probably going to alternate the pin tweet between this podcast when it goes live and the voting. But yeah, if you could support us on there, that'd be great. And let's just jump straight into it. Super Bowl Sunday between yep. the Cincinnati Bengals and the LA Rams. And I guess we should just start with just a brief sort of summary of their seasons and how they've got yeah. to how they've got to this point. What do you reckon? Yeah. Bengals. Bengals had a I'd say they had a topsy-turvy kind of season. But so they started off pretty well. And then dip down because I think they were fourth in their division at one point. Yeah, they had a bit of a slip up mid season, lost a couple yeah. of them, I think. And then they went another, another, I think they won like the last five or to, 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 to win basically. Um, there's not else, not else you can do about that. And Cincinnati, for those of you who don't aren't familiar with Cincinnati Bengals, they are probably renowned to be one of the worst teams typically on paper in the Super Bowl era um they've they've not won the super bowl they've got close once or twice but in recent years they've not been anywhere near uh super bowl standard and and they they are the underdogs in this in this big matchup in comparison to the la rams who their season they started off strong they also had a, a little blip um but there's a theme with their season they've gone all in uh, they had yeah. some big, big players on their roster anyway. Yeah, they had some big, big players on their roster anyway, but they went all in halfway through the season. They got Odell Beckham Jr. from the, the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. And they also pinched Von Miller uh, from Denver Broncos. And these are two big, big names in the NFL. And they already had Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, yeah. And they've also pinched uh, Matt Stafford from the Detroit Lions at the start mm-hmm. of the year. He was he's always been a stud. Yeah, he's always been renowned to be a good quarterback, but just in the wrong team. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they've gone all in. They did. They did have a couple of weeks where 
after they signed um, Odell Beckham, where things weren't clicking. But ever yeah. since that moment, they've just gone gone up a gear. And yeah, and he's been a great um, number two wide receiver. <clears throat> like he's 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 got had touchdowns. He's had, he's had the yards. Like they have too many weapons. Too many weapons in Cooper Cup. Shout out Cooper Cup. He's had an MVP year. Whether he will get that MVP is it? Is I mean, it... I hope he does. To be honest, Sorry. triple triple crown, won't it? Most receptions, yeah. most touchdowns, and uh, most yards. Yeah. Um, so, if you look at the team, two teams on paper, you would say that the LA Rams are the favourites for this. Uh, they've, they've been there. They've got the coach Sean McVay as well, and it's in their back garden. It's it's at SoFi Stadium in yeah. in LA. Um, just luck of the draw, really. How that's worked out for them. Um, yeah, it's mad. It's mad. Like, I think no team had ever been in the Super Bowl in their home stadium until last year, and that was open twice in two years. Yeah, how mad! A bit ridiculous. Um, but yeah, the Bengals will probably be underdogs. Um, and yeah. can, can Joey Burrow uh, pull off an upset? I'm really, really. We'll get into our predictions in a little bit, but come on, Bengals, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Um, I mean, like, but, the Bengals have been underdogs in pretty much every game. Every every game, especially in, that in, At least game. in the postseason. Yeah, the Chiefs game, they, they shouldn't have won. No. It's ridiculous. What, they were 27-3 down? Yeah, so ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, for, for those who haven't watched the Super Bowl before, how would you, do, how would you describe the Super Bowl? <laughs> It's a circus, isn't it? It's a bit mad. It's a bit weird because in terms of... It's different than a normal NFL game because they say there's 50-50 fans in there, both sides. Although the tickets, the average ticket price is like six grand. It's Which is ridiculous. So you can't say they're all diehard fans. No. So the crowd's a bit different to every other game. For me, anyway. I feel like the crowd's... Is it the people are there just because they can pay the money? That, yeah, that, yeah. That's it. It's a lot of rich people who are at the Super I mean, there are obviously fans and still there who've, who've saved up a lot of money to be able to go to the Super Bowl. Not, don't get me wrong, but the majority of it is probably like quite rich people. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, in terms of the fans, it's a bit different in that sense. I feel like it's, it's, it won't be a home game for either team. No, no. Um, in, any, in any sense. Um, but there's so much hype around the Super Bowl, which makes it a good spectacle. Like the, 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 all the pregame, all the, the halftime show, which is an absolute madness every year. It's I mean, madness. even if it's a disappointing like act, like it's still good to watch. It's still good to watch, yeah. Um, I think this year they've got um, Californian rappers. I think Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, Eminem. Eminem might be on there as well, yeah. Yeah. Which should be um, good to watch, to be fair. Yeah, I think that'd be really fun. Um and yeah, it's the game's always interesting. I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of how to describe the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> it's just a circus. It's so bizarre. Like, yeah, for any British football fan, they'll probably despise the Super Bowl because it is the exact opposite of what you know. The <laughs> if anything, it is. It feels a bit of a like a marketing marketing stunt. It is. Like, all, the, all the Super Bowl ads are like you have to pay like a million just to be able to get an ad, a thirty second ad at the Super Bowl. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's um, it it does feel a bit kind of over the top. But I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I love it. I mean, I, I 
there i don't know how to dis- describe it i think if if this was to happen to say sort of i don't know a premier league game or i don't know fa cup final to turn this i think hang on what you're doing but because it's a, the super bowl it's always been this way i think i'm quite happy yeah. to, to watch a show and it brings a lot of eyes onto the sport um mm. whether they just yeah. watch that one game or not like it still creates a lot of buzz yeah and obviously the the, the nfl is, has grown a lot this year especially just in terms of around the world um and it, the super bowl is the main attraction like most people watch super bowl and watch the regular season games um it's the, it's the, the biggest show going in america 100%. generally um and it's just fun to watch I, I do love it even if it is over the top yeah um it starts it, yeah it's on a ridiculous time though it starts at 11 30 yeah 11 30 p.m um uk time and we'll probably go on around three three and a half hours um depending if there's overtime um yeah. overtime might push it to close to four um, there's only been one though, so yeah right. yeah um but I guess we just jump straight into the matchup. Um, what is your prediction? How do you see this one going? And the exact scoreline, please, Samuel. The exact scoreline. Exact so score. Is, see, I mean, I've, I've done quite well on these playoff predictions in terms of have. I've gone for the underdog most of the time. Yeah. And just somehow they've managed to win. <laughs> uh, I've, got, I've gone for the Bengals, I think, for like four straight times. Yeah. Sam's absolutely smashed it. And I think the only one that really got wrong is the Pats, but you know. Yeah, and that was mostly because I'm a Pats fan. Like I, <laughs> the Bills were going to win that, and they just <laughs> demolished us. But I mean, I'm going. I'm sticking with my guns. I'm going for a mm. Bengals win. Yep. And I think I think they're going to have to score a, a bit to yeah to get anywhere near. Not to get anywhere near, but just in terms of like the Titans game, they were sacked nine times. I think they're going to get sacked. He's going to get Aaron, sacked. Aaron Donald is a problem. Exactly. Problem. Um, I think the Bengals win. I think they win it. Thirty. What? Thirty-four. Twenty-seven. Wow. <laughs> you were so close to my prediction, and I was like, "That's a bit scary." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. As Sam said, Sam has done pretty well in the, his predictions. He's gone for the underdog. I, I said that now. It's going to ruin it. But... Yeah, you can it. What are you doing, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Me, not so much. I've gone for the safe bet pretty much every time and it's backfired. So I'm doing a 180. I'm going all out. Und- I'm going all out Bengals. Yes. All out Bengals. I want them to win. I love Jerry Burrow. I just think I just want them to 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 get their first Super Bowl in LA's back garden against the odds would be pretty cool. Um, I don't know. I don't if they fall behind like they did at the Chiefs though. I don't think lightning strikes twice. I don't know yeah, why. I don't. If... But I. But in my feeling, I've got if they can do that against the Chiefs, they can do yeah. that against LA. Yeah. I just worry. I just worry they can't get themselves into that into yeah. that uh, situation again, and they've got to keep, like you said, Sam. I think they've got to keep matching uh, the scoring of LA Rams. Um, so I'm going to go a 30-27 Bengals win. Ooh. There's not going to be a lot of lot of time left on the clock. I can just say, <laughs> Joey Joey Burrow is going to pinpoint drive, and he's going to get in field goal range. 
<laughs> and Ice McPherson's going to get the game winner. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that'd be great. That's I'd love that. In his rookie season, to be literally like the best kicker of all time. <laughs> when you say um, he can be like, yes, he's got it. I would love that to happen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give Sam some matchups. Um, yeah. Maybe not so. Maybe not so much. We'll start off with a couple just overall, and then we'll go into a couple who's going to have the bigger game between the two players. So, just overall this season, Joey Burrow or Matty Stafford? Who are you picking? Um, I'm going with Joey Burrow. Joey Burrow. I just think, in terms of what he's, what he has, and what he's done in his second season after an ACL tear, which is serious, to come back and be this good um is quite something yeah um I, so i'm quite I, matt stafford i think i i do love matt stafford i think he was always underrated at, at the lions and he showed that with a team a team that can play around him he's awesome he'll he can make the throws he'll do everything mm-hmm. um i'm taking joe burrow just because I, I feel like i'm on that that hype train that love train of, of joe <laughs> yeah. burrow at the moment that i just he can do no wrong it'll be done um, next one, Jamar Chase or Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, you can't say Cooper Cup because Cooper Cup has had an insane yeah. year, so he's out of the question. So, yeah. Jamar Chase or Odell Beckham, who would you pick? Well, for me this season, I think it's Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase are the two best wide receivers mm-hmm. in this in 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 the whole NFL this season. And I'm not going to lie, I'm not a big fan of Beckham. Wow, Stays- I'm not a big fan of OBJ. Why is I that? I don't know is why. A bit of a prima donna, would you say? A little bit. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's he's a great wide receiver. Never quite got going at the Browns. I don't know for whatever reason. Um, I I just I I feel like all the hype around him was because of that catch at the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. He wasn't the Cowboys. Sorry, was it the Giants? Wasn't he? It was yeah, the Giants. Sorry, it was yeah. against the Cowboys. That's what I meant. Um, but yeah, so I feel like and. At the Giants, it's it's not hard to be the best wide receiver on that team. No, no. And to be fair, um, Eli Manning just threw bombs to him. Like yeah. he had no other like, sort of receiver, I don't think. Yeah, he had to throw them to him. So he was always catching them. He was always making plays. Um, and to be fair, when he was at the Browns, he had a he had a team around him. He had a big team. Mm-hmm. There was there was lots of great players there, um, and still couldn't get it going. So I I just have gone off him. So wow. for, for me, and Jamar Chase is ridiculous. I just love the story of him and Joe Burrow being at LSU together yeah, and then managing to get the, same, the draft. I, I think if Joe Burrow wasn't injured last year, they wouldn't have been that high, they wouldn't have been that high up in the draft. No, order. no. They wouldn't have got them. Yeah, that's right. That is right. And I can't lie, I did bash uh, Jamar Chase a little bit because, you know, he's the next up and coming right wide receiver. Justin Jefferson had that record last year, and he just come and pinched it off him. But he was quickly taken away. <laughs> quickly in one season. Um, but yeah, I do respect him big time in in the postseason. He has had his difficulties, but he, he did he has stepped up, uh, and I do respect Jamar Chase big time. Um, coaching wise, Sean McVay or Zach Taylor. Um. I don't really know too much about Zach Taylor, mm-hmm. particularly. I I still don't know if I like Sean McVay. <laughs> I think I said this on an old on one of the other pods that I'm not sure if I just don't know if whether I like him or not. 
He's corny, um, though. He's good at his job. He, no, he's, he's undoubtedly great at his job. Um, I think I'm coming round to him. I, th- I, I think I'd choose Sean McVay. Yeah, I think he's got to be. I mean, yeah. Zach Taylor's done an incredible job this year. Has he proven himself fully yet? I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I mean, there's a case that he's proven himself. He's gone to the Super Bowl. And right, yeah. <laughs> it's not too shabby. Um, but it's always one of those things like you never remember who comes second, do you? No, 100%. So if they do, if they do lose and they don't have a great season next year, people just forget. Yeah, that's true. Um, Joe Mixon or Cam Akers? Who would Joe you have? Mixon. Joe Mixon. It's got to be done, isn't it? I think that's quite a quick one. Yeah, like, I like Cam Akers, but I think Joe Mixon just has been exceptional this year. Yeah. And then who do you think is going to have the biggest game in the Super Bowl? Cup or Chase? Who do you think? I think Cup. Think Cup. He's, he's gone big in every single game. Like. He's just, he's ridiculous, isn't he? And what, how many, he's gone for like back to back 140 yards, 150 mm. yards in the postseason games. Like, he's just joke, absolute silly. He's, he's always there for the big play. So I, I think that's, it has to be Cooper Cup. And then for the second wide receiver, who do you think is going to have a big game between T. Higgins and OBJ? Because T. Higgins went off against the Chiefs. Who, who has a bigger game? Because you do know that like the, the number one cornerbacks on each team are going to be on lock for Cup and Chase, which could leave T. Higgins and OBJ open a little bit. I know, but I don't rate Jalen Ramsey so <laughs> don't you rate him don't you rate <laughs> the biggest mouth of the NFL I don't like Jalen Ramsey I don't like him either but he's a good good quarterback a cornerback sorry I think he's overrated wow. like, he got smoked out by Mike Evans like relatively easily in that Tampa Bay game yeah, yeah I don't know what like, he just got run past and that was it burnt out it wasn't even that quick like, no um, so yeah, I, I think that T. Higgins is a better game. Kickers, McPherson or Matt Gay? Who do you think? McPherson all day. <laughs> all day long. All day long. And I was going to ask you for the tight end as well. Tyler okay. Higby for the Rams or CJ Uzama for the Bengals? I like Uzama, but I don't think they use him as much as they should. No. He's very underrated. Hmm. Um, but you never know. Different, different offensive weapons. Um, Tight ends are difficult as well because, for like for one game, they could just be blocking the whole game, and then for another, they'll go for 150 yards. Yeah. Like Travis yeah. Kelsey, like went for 250 yard games and then went for like 30. Right? It's it's mad. It's difficult. It's really difficult to say. It is mad. Um, it all depends how much the defense want to sort of, you know put their, their guys on lock, you know, if they're, if yeah. they're going to match them coverage-wise, two, three man on someone, then mm-hmm. then it depends on it, or if they're going to potentially leave someone a little bit more wider open, softer coverage. But how many sacks will Aaron Donald have? Uh, see, <laughs> they're going to double-team Aaron Donald all day. And... Got you, but can they stop him even with double-team? I think they can. I mean, if the Patriots can do it, sure. And they, I don't think he got any. I don't think. I don't think he personally got a sack that game. Just a year. He's he's big. And they, yeah. I think he'll get one. 
one. Yeah. Okay. But I, I do th- I do think that um that the Bengals will get sacked a lot. Yeah. I think Jerry Bryce three, uh, three times overall. I think I think the, one of the one one factor for this game is that Joey Burrow is going to have to use his legs because he's going to be coming under all sorts of pressure, and so he needs to escape that pocket to 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 get some first downs essentially yeah. to keep moving them chains. And if he don't, if he don't move them legs, he's going to go backwards. <laughs> yeah, Actually, I think is obviously a great point, and but he's proven it. He did it against the Titans. Yeah, he was, he was sacked. I think the record amount of times in the playoff game, and they won. It's just. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Titans kind of threw it away slightly every now and then. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, difficult. Do you have any bets on so far? I don't at the moment. Wow, okay. okay. I'm waiting till, like, night before or maybe even the day just to get them on because I'm not not 100%. I've put up. Always, also, like, if somebody doesn't play, like, then my bet's ruined. True. I've put some, I'll put some bets on. Yeah, what have you done? I'll put two. I'll put two oh. monster bet builders. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely filth what are, they, what are they going okay it's the first bet builder so I've, I've i've tried to even it out so i've tried to go one sort of more one, leaning one, yeah, exactly that's what i do Bengals, yeah <laughs> one sort of leaning towards the rams right so this one is slightly leaning towards the bengals but um there is some rams you know yeah. factors in this so first one is cooper's cup to score a touchdown in the match which I think is pretty much a guarantee. Very low, very low odds on that, yeah. yeah. Um, Joey Burrow, over 274 and a half passing yards. I think he can do it. I think he can yeah. do it. Von Miller to record a sack. Yes. <laughs> I think that's a good shout. Yeah. I think I think uh, I think he's got good yeah. odds because obviously Aaron Donald is is got yeah. so, like his odds are just not even worth it. So Von yeah, Miller's that's why I think if he gets double team, Von Miller's got a great chance. Evan McPherson to score over seven and a half kicking points in the game. Oh, that's a lot. Seven and a half is a lot. Is a lot. Jerry Mixon is going to win you that bet with that last minute field goal you got. Yeah, he is. Imagine <laughs> Jerry Mixon over sixty two and a half rushing yards, which is. Tough, tough. You've gone for over. Over. I've gone for over. I've got. I'm. I'm a. I'm an over kind of guy. <laughs> I've got everything's over. Matt Stafford, over a half of interception. So basically, an interception. An interception. You think he's going to throw an interception? Yeah, he's going to get picked. He's going to try and lob it deep to OBJ, and he's going to get picked off. Over five and a half touchdowns in a match for both teams. Odell Beckham over five and a half receptions in a match. T Higgins, this is this is a big gamble. T Higgins over sixty-eight and a half receiving yards in the game. Yeah, over sixty-eight. Now my reason is that they're going to lock down Jamal Chase with um, Jalen Ramsey, so he's going to be a little bit more open. And then the match result to be the Bengals. I put a fiver on that, and I yeah. get. £805 back. Nice. Nice. For those of you listening, please do not take our betting advice. We're not bet tipsters. We're just doing this for a laugh. It's probably going to end up with us losing money. Please don't don't take our our bets. Um, The other one, I'll just quickly highlight a couple. Um, This is slightly leaning towards the Rams. Over 43 and a half points in the game for both teams. 
Jamar Chase Ooh. to score a touchdown. Um, OBJ to have over 63 and a half receiving yards. Um, P. Ryan. P. Ryan. You know, the, the, the backup running back for the Bengals. Oh, yeah. Um, this is a weird, weird bet, yeah? To have over two and a half rushing attempts. Actually, no, no, no. Scratch that. To over two and a half rushing yards. He's a running back. What? <laughs> He's a backup running back. So they expect Joe Mixon to run every single every single. I mean, fairs. I mean, what's, what's, what were the odds on that one? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Probably That's nothing. Uh, Matt Stafford to have over 281 and a half passing yards. Um, Trey Hendrickson to record a sack. Aaron Donald to have over four and a half tackles. Um, over five and a half touchdowns in the match for both teams. LA Rams to win. Four pound on that one. 1,204 pound back. <laughs> That's what we like to see. <laughs> we go for big wins on BT. <laughs> Can't wait. If Sam if Sam gets his bets in, I might put his on Twitter if he can match mine. Um, but yeah, uh, that's that's pretty much my bets done. Any roundup stats for the Super Bowl that you've got? Ooh, um, I've got some on my phone. I was going to ask you. I was gonna, uh, the way th- the fact that the Bengals are in the in the Super Bowl is that feel you with joy that there's a team that has never won a Super Bowl that's in the Super Bowl. <laughs> does that give you any hope for the future? It does a little bit because like obviously the Bengals a couple of seasons ago, as we were saying earlier, that they were terrible, the Bengals a couple of seasons ago, and they've had a transitional period and they're they've they've made all the right moves and now they're back in into the big one. So I'm hoping now with the Vikings rebuild that's going on this year, we've got a new offensive minded head coach. Uh, a lot of things are going to be negotiated and moved around. So I'm hoping that, that the Vikings can do it similar to the Bengals. But please, in my lifetime, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's also what I was going to ask. Is, like, is, it, is it weird having not seen your team in a Super Bowl final? Yes. Yeah, considering... And, how, and, and, and watching the Super Bowl, does that... It's kind of weird. weird. I feel like if I keep tying it back to football, I feel like I'm spoiled as a Chelsea fan because we get to a lot of finals and in my lifetime that we've won a lot. So it's kind of not good. Well, kind of good in a way to to support a team that actually does go through some trials and tribulations and isn't the be all and end all. It sort of brings you back down to earth a little bit. (laughs) You basically become the Spurs of the NFL. We're pretty much the Spurs of the NFL. We do bottle it a lot. Um, Yeah. And there's quite a lot of people that actually have said that they are the Spurs of the NFL. <laughs> it's um, yeah, we're, we're only a small to mid sort of franchise team in comparison to some of the other, you know, franchises that have been around. Um, but yeah, Vikings till I die, mate. It's not changing. <laughs> You're going to be, you know, that like, 84-year-old um, man, that Bengals fan who was like crying when they got through because... <laughs> Honestly, I don't know what, I mean, going back a few years, the Minneapolis miracle and I was going mental. So, and that was only to get into the championship game. So imagine what I'd be like if they actually got to the Super Bowl, I'd probably have a heart attack. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some, some, some stats for the, in preparation for this game, you might have wanted to hear this before you did your bets. 
um, Joe Mixon gets 58% of first down touches in the game at the moment. Okay. Well over half. Um, Cooper Cup has 846 yards after catching the ball this season. After catching the ball? Everyone always says it though. How is he so wide open? Yeah, and he's always wide open. Always wide open. He always has room to run as well after the mm. catch. Like you said. Yeah. Um, Aaron Donald is double teamed 66% of the time. And he beats those double teams 26% of the time. It makes no difference. How does that happen? That's... I mean, he's 5% ahead of second place, which is Chris Jones of the Chiefs, who's also another ridiculous human. But then they're miles ahead of everyone else. It's, yeah, that's just... He's an absolute genius, and I don't know how you can stop him. (laughs) Mm. Um, T. Higgins' average distance, uh, average yards in the playoffs is 11.2. So... What? 11.2. No. Uh, on on his t- on targets, like he he will catch it for eleven yards. Oh, okay, fair, yeah, fair enough. He won't, just, he won't just finish with eleven yards. But yeah, I was going to say my bet's looking a bit, a bit down the drain. Nah. <laughs> um, got a good one, right? I'm going to leave you to guess this as well. Both teams, yeah, this is pretty mad. Didn't even realize this. Both teams scored exactly the same amount of points in the regular season. Oh, you're nodding your head, so you know how much it is. Do you know how much it I'm is? I'm trying to remember. Is it 453? Oh, no. Seven out. Oh. 460. So 460 close. on the dot. Both teams yeah. scored exactly the same in the regular season, which I thought was a mad start. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like it's meant to be. Meant to... Exactly. It's all meant to be. It's all meant to be. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm. I think that pretty much wraps up our Super Bowl chat. Um, it's going to be a mad one, and we'll probably end up. We might end up recording a little small podcast if we're both available next week, just to, to sort of recap the events of the game mm-hmm. itself and what goes on, and if our bets were successful. <laughs> I was going to ask you, what is your favourite Super Bowl? My favourite Super Bowl. Well, my favourite Super Bowl. I think my favourite Super Bowl was when the Baltimore Ravens. Um, was it Forty Niners? Forty Niners. Sorry, yeah, the Forty Niners. Yeah, that was it. And then the lights went out in the stadium, uh, and it was Ray Lewis. Uh, Ray Lewis is also another big fact why I got into the yeah. NFL. If you haven't seen Ray Lewis rise on YouTube, go watch, I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> watch it at least once once every like six months just to yeah. Like Jacoby Jones scored like a hundred and three yard touchdown kickoff run. Yeah. It was absolutely nuts, and I think that was probably the first sort of Super Bowl that really drew my attention. Was my, oh, that was my second question. Was what was your first Super Bowl? That I think that was it. Yeah, that was my yeah, first Super Bowl. Um, the year after one, I think, or a couple of years after, was the Broncos Seattle Seahawks. And that was probably my most disappointing Super Bowl. That was it was a complete blowout. Uh, the Legion of Boom completely destroyed um, yeah. Denver and the Noodle Arm of Manning. <laughs> and, yes. and that was that. What was your, Indeed. obviously, if I ask you the question, I know what your favorite Super Bowl is going to be. 
I mean, Atlanta Falcons win. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Every, you see all these polls on every single platform that say, what are like, the 10 best Super Bowls? And the Patriots Seahawks is always the one that's before the Falcons game. Wow. Up higher normally. I, I, I don't understand that. I, I mean, I suppose in terms of like the, that Seattle team had just come off a Super Bowl win. They were the best defense in the league two years running. And the Patriots shouldn't really have won it. And they managed to basically break a dime. Like that, if they'd won, they would have carried on. Yeah, 100%. Winning. Um, and then created our own like second dynasty. But in terms of playing probably the best offense in the league, in mm-hmm. the Atlanta Falcons, who've had the MPV, MVP quarterback, and to be 28-3, that's my favorite. It has to be. I've watched that. I watched that um, back that game on YouTube the other day in, in, in memory of Tom Brady. He's not dying, yeah. but, <laughs> <laughs> but Devontae Freeman, the running back, was, was on a tear as well that game. Yeah. Julio Jones yeah. as well. They, I they forgot how good game. That first half was, well, first three quarters was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never, ever, I think Sam might have told us on the podcast before, but Sam, what did you do in the, in that game? You you were watching it at the SU, weren't you? Yes. And I was watching that at the SU and went home. He left. Uh, it was, he gave up on I his team. Well, he <laughs> <laughs> half gave up on my team. It's like it was awful. Like and also the S2 was, at that point was a bit dead and like just didn't want to get watched. I didn't I didn't want to watch the finish watching it basically. So I walked home, but then put it on when I got back. I managed to managed to watch the end and yeah. it was awesome. So I, I didn't I didn't miss it. I know you're paying though. I just almost just almost made the worst decision in my life. <laughs> I know you're paying though because I did exactly the same when uh the Vikings got to the championship game against the Eagles. Um I turned it off completely in a half. Yeah. And then st- <laughs> in though, although yeah. in that and one, their there comeback wasn't was comeback. amazing. <laughs> there was no comeback, it just got worse. <laughs> <laughs> just kept going. Just kept getting worse. <laughs> But yeah, oh, I love the NFL, man. What a reason, really, really do. Um, yeah, that pretty much sums up our, our Super Bowl chat. We'll, we'll get back to you on the ins and outs of what happens in the 56th Super Bowl, I think. I think it is. Yeah. Um, so quickly, before we move on to another sport, um, NFL is going to Germany in 2022. They've announced they're going to the Allianz Arena, which would be mad which actually would be insane. Um, lads holiday in Germany, anyone? <laughs> and uh, Sam was just telling me earlier before we jumped on the podcast that, that these Tottenham Stadium are going to try and put a bid in for the, is it the 2026? 2026 Super Bowl. Super Bowl, which I can't even see happening, but imagine the scene. I can't see happening. <laughs> imagine because, the scene. Like, that sport is literally... Like America's baby. It's only ever, it's only played in America. It's not like football where, like, it's played everywhere. It's like it's just played in America. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they're doing these international games, but I, I don't see it coming no. unless they pay ridiculous amounts for it. But the amounts, backlash yeah. that the NFL would get from it, I think, would be too much. Yeah, would too much. Too too much. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't see after it. it would be absolutely awesome. And I'd have to save up for about 15 years to be able to buy tickets. Yeah. Can you imagine. 
a CBA paying six grand for ticket. <laughs> one ticket as well. Like that's one stupid. Ticket, yeah, one one ticket. Um, yeah, one day. One day, and one day. I'll leave the NFL section on this. Brady has said in his Let's Go podcast, "Never say never." It, it can't happen surely can <laughs> surely not Brady takes the Minnesota Vikings to the Super Bowl <laughs> in his 50s <laughs> imagine <laughs> that would be amazing that was too funny um, we'll quickly move on to football um, FA Cup weekend uh, not the best weekend on all fronts for, for mm. in particular Sam um, Man United knocked out on pens to yeah. Chris Wilder and Middlesbrough. Yep. Loved it. It was great. Um, United were... They played well, just didn't take any chance they had. Missed a penalty, which was great. Um, Middlesbrough played well. To be fair, like there is a point in saying that Middlesbrough, the goal probably shouldn't have stood. Like He did handball it, yeah. technically. <laughs> But in the long run, Middlesbrough did deserve to win that game because we certainly didn't. No, no, yeah. Um, so I'm not that mad about it because of that. If if we'd been absolutely hammering them and they'd win because they ham because of handball, like I would be annoyed. Didn't Bruno miss a sitter as well? Bruno missed pretty much a sitter. Yeah. Um, yeah. It wasn't a, it wasn't a good good night. No. Um, but like, get- it. it it was, I mean, most of the Premier League teams had a hard time. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't get better for United. We'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> but um, again, like Sam said, Chelsea's just scraped past Plymouth. We got taken to extra time and we didn't look great at all. Almost bottled it as well. Almost bottled it. They had a penalty. Um, Kepa made. It was an amazing save. It wasn't the best penalty, but he still made the save anyway. He still went the right way. I don't understand why, like, Kepper, he must have like the most penalty saves ever now. He is an incredible penalty, penalty saving saver. goalkeeping goalkeeper. Like he yeah. is a joke. I don't know why he's so good. Because it doesn't make any sense. Like have a shot from outside the box. Half the time he's not moving. <laughs> no, exactly. I'm looking at his penalty statistics. He's already got the most penalty saves in Chelsea history. He's over, already overtaken Petrchek. Is he actually? Yeah. The only really story that we can talk about in the FA Cup really is Boreham Woods, Sam. What a team. Boreham Woods. Sam called them out last last round. Said his dad used to play for him. Yeah. <laughs> and absolutely beautiful. Watch the game. Beat Bournemouth. It, I, I, like, and they didn't just beat like they were the better team throughout the whole game. They played better than United did the, on Friday night. Really? Like they, they were really good. So, um, so, really so, deserved of their one-nil win. Um, against a th- what was it? Was it Bournemouth like third or something in the championship? Yeah, they're third, third, close to second, something like that. In the they're in the uh, running for for promotion, they're seventy-one places ahead of Bournemouth in in the English Football League. <clears throat> so, I love it. Yeah, very happy. Very happy that they now have to play Everton. Oh, they got Everton. They got Frankie they've Lampard. Got Ever- they've got Everton in the next round, which is really tasty because Everton looks shocking. <laughs> Well, they in their first FA Cup game, they won that game 4-1. And then I was expecting to have Lampard to have a bit of an impact and then they just had yep. an absolute stinker in the Prem. So yeah. anything it can kind happen. kind of brought me down to earth there. I have the same feeling, like, it doesn't look so good. They just beat Brentford. I yeah. kind of hammered them. 
Um, but then they got absolutely twatted by Newcastle. So. Yeah, they did. Although, like, I went out because I went out and watched the United-Burnley game, which, again, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, once again, we played so well in the first half. Should have scored three. I mean, they, I mean, they, I can suppose the second, the first goal that was give, that was ruled out, Maguire was offside. Yeah. Um, but the second goal, don't know how that's given a free kick. Doesn't make any sense. Um, and uh, this, and so I'm annoyed by that. But then the second half, we were awful. Dial. There's no two worries about it. We had to rely on De Gea to save to pull out some wonder saves again uh, against Weghorst. Um, he's volleying it, about 30, he's volleying it for about 30 yards away. Oh, I love the bloke. Oh, I love him. Um, he's straight in my fantasy team already. <laughs> is he actually? Yeah, I love him too. I think he's sick. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's uh, so yeah, that was Paul. But on the, on the TV behind us was the Everton game, and the first three goals were something out of a circus that was they were ridiculous. <laughs> they were basically all deflected own goals. Really, I didn't see yeah. the goals. The first, the first two, so in the 36th minute, I think, was it Newcastle scored an own goal? Lascelles scored an own goal off of Holgate. And then the next minute, Holgate scores an own goal off of Lascelles. <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense. Um, and then the next goal was another, like, it, it took, like, three deflections and then just, like, poked it over the line. Um, it was a, co- a comedy of errors, that game. And then, obviously, Trippier scored a, a lovely free kick. Yeah. Ciao, Trippier. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, every time were awful. Also, on the on the topic of Newcastle, I saw um, a stat for the most dribbles so far in this Premier League season. St. Maximan's on like 101. Yeah, the guy that's in second place is like on 46. He's like 50 odd ahead in dribbles. Like it's I a joke. <laughs> it's a joke how good uh-huh. he is. Has he done that? I don't. Know. Yeah, he's mad. <laughs> He's mad. Yeah, he played a game today, uh, like the other day, actually, as well. And I kind of love how Newcastle just let him do what he wants. Do you know what I mean? They could have quite easily limited him and saying, who's this headband guy coming in and trying to be all cocky and take on the rest of the take on the world? But like they've just allowed him to do what he does best. And I think that's pretty cool. He plays awesome. He plays sick. He's really good. Um, Also, on 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 a side note, we. I don't know. I think I might have mentioned this to you before, Sam. We have got requested a topic to talk about um, from the guys in our sports podcast award category. Guys Beer Sport. Yeah. They sent us a message on Twitter saying, can you talk about Canada's recent form in their in their World Cup qualifying group? Right. And yeah. I... I had a look and I wrote down some notes and I actually did not realise how on form they are. It's literally nuts, right? I really no, I've, read I've out... just, just pulled them up now, but yeah, go, go for it. I'll read out some stats. So they've won six in a row. They're unbeaten yeah, yeah. in 11. They're four points ahead of the USA in their, in their World Cup qualifying uh, group. They're one win away uh, from officially qualifying for, for Qatar. And they've they've done that once before in their history uh, and that was to get to the 1986 world cup so it is a madness i don't know how and they're all they're doing this without um alfonso davis at the minute because of really? his his um 
inflamed heart. He's got an inflamed oh, yeah. heart. Um, so he's having time out. I think he's missed the past month or so of football. They're on an absolute tear, mate. They're on an absolute yeah. tear. I didn't even realise how, how how decent they were. And um, I've had a, I've had a look, couple look at their goal scorers and, and who their best players are. So shout out Kyle Larin and Jonathan David because they're they're absolute ballers. Um, but yeah, okay. I didn't yeah, even realise. I'd, I'd love to see them at the World Cup. Absolutely love it. Prefer them to USA. So. <laughs> We always love an underdog, as Sam knows from the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, love love an underdog in like Canada. That'd be mad. I just, did, I just did not realise how how on form they were, and, and it looks like they're here to stay, um, even without Alfonso Davis. So hopefully, hopefully I think they just need one more win. So I think their last three games are in March, around March time. So yeah. one more win, and they're in they're in the World Cup, which is pretty exciting. Um, Get them in our group. Yeah, get, get them in. That's if we qualify, but <laughs> we should qualify. Should qualify. Um, Wayne Rooney is an absolute nutter. He is. Did you hear I him do. talk about the story of him changing his studs to injure yes. John Terry? What a guy! He's done whatever everyone wants to do, and he's absolutely decked the shit out of John Terry. I thought Sam would love this story. <laughs> I think he's got a like that is an awful thing to do. Like, <laughs> yeah, why would you yeah. do that to John Terry? He left on a, on a stretcher. And I'm like, yes, he left on a stretcher. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a doc coming out, which would be very interesting. Um, be very interesting. And I think for some reason, I mean, I think he might be under investigation from the FA for this or something, because he's a bit, he's basically admitted that he's gone out to injure a player, which is not, not the mean, best thing. People be like, fuck it, it was years ago. Um, <laughs> I'll take whatever I can, whatever hit I'll take. Um, I think I, he's he's doing bits at Derby as well. They won again. Won again. He's there four points off safety now. Yeah, four points off. Like, they're, they're, they're gonna they're gonna get clear. Yeah, no, no, get safe. Um, um, he's gonna be a Derby legend. Well, which is weird to say. But. If he if he stays up, is he going? If he. If he completes the comeback, you think he's off at the end of the season to yeah, United. United. Yeah, stretch United. <laughs> but a little bit too soon, not right? No. <laughs> he's he's proved himself at Derby. They're 20, they're 20 odd points deducted from them and they're about, they're about to escape relegation. Um yeah, definitely. Ray Mooney United, get him in there. I can see it happening, but I don't know. I mean, it happened at Chelsea. Frank Lampard had one season at Derby and he got the Chelsea job straight away. So Yeah, that worked so well. For one season. <laughs> <laughs> For one season. Uh, and then last bit of football news. Um, Senegal are the AFCON champs. We have covered the competition a little bit over the past month or so. Um, did you watch the final? What did you think of the game? I watched the highlight. I watched, a bit, I watched the final shootout. I didn't watch the game. Yeah, um, I think the Bournemouth Wood game was at the same time. Priorities, um, exactly. <laughs> um, so I watched the penalties, but like the game was decent. Like Mane had a penalty saved in like the third minute. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, that Egyptian goalkeeper is ridiculous. He's, he's insane, isn't he? He's good. I think he made about seven penalty saves in the in the whole tournament. Wow. Um, I don't know how he didn't win goalkeeper of the tournament. No, no. Um, Mendy did even even Mendy said like he he's the best goalkeeper in the tournament. Yeah, yeah <laughs> um, made a, made another six save to like fingertip around the post in the final. Like he was awesome. Um, somehow it ended nil nil, which I did call, seeing as the Sam called it. 
the third round playoff was like three all and went to penalties. Yeah. Um, and I was like, the, the finals is going to be no no ball draw. For, <laughs> to, to there were a lot night. of low scoring games in the AFCON this year. There was a lot. Um, well, Egypt went to extra time, what, three, three four times. times in a row? Yeah, three or four times, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it must be difficult, though, for Mane to score the winning penalty and to sort of be celebrating. Like, he thumped it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, to then have to, like, celebrate in front of you and then go back to Liverpool with Salah, you know, no. that'll be awkward. I think even he even he said it. I think he said it was it was weird to celebrate in front of like my best mate. Yeah, we obviously did console him, and like, I'm really happy to send a goal one. I feel like I deserved it. I feel like their coach deserves it. Yeah, yeah. So their coach missed a penalty in the Afcon final in the nineties. Wow, I didn't know this. Yeah, to losing the game. Um, and since then he's now been coaching them and has managed to get into like World Cup. Um. And like other tournament, and then now finally win the Afcon. Like he was cool. going to be my hero of the week just because he's an absolute legend. That is pretty sick. Um, it's like kind of got redemption, in a way. Um, but yeah, I'm happy Senegal won. I wanted them to win. Yeah. I wanted Mane to win. Yeah. Um, and it, I saw a, vi- I saw a video of um Klopp in the tunnel. I don't know if you saw it. No. Um, he was like hugging Sane. Um, like congratulating him, and then Salah walks around the corner, and Klopp literally goes like just stands up straight and like walks off, like just doesn't let him see it. That's like when a parent has a favourite child, and they just they literally. won't. Let <laughs> it looked quite funny, but um, yeah, I think that's tonight because they're playing tonight, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are playing tonight. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, obviously that throws an argument out there that should you wait until the fifth penalty for your your best penalty taker to take a spot kick, so. You, you know, yeah. Salah didn't even have a chance to take one. So do you no. just go for your best first instead of best last? But see, I, I I think that I think it's a bad thing not to have your best player take a penalty first. Yeah. Okay. Like, what's the point in having? I, oh, yeah, they can score the winning penalty. But if the people before them don't score the penalties, he's not taking. Yeah, them. you're not getting there. You're not getting there. So I think it's. I think you should go in order of your best. Yeah. Like Ronaldo never too. takes the never takes the fifth penalty. No. No, he always takes, I think, a third. It for some reason, it's, it's, it's <laughs> arguments, there's arguments for four and against, isn't there? Like Drogba having the last penalty against Bayern, like you wouldn't want anyone else taking that one. Um, no. but again, on this occasion, your best penalty taker for Egypt doesn't even get to kick the ball, so no, it's, it's a bit it's mad. Like, I, I, even that one, like even the Drogba one in the Champions League final, like if they hadn't gotten there, Drogba would never have taken that no, penalty, wouldn't. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And then, and also at the end of the day, if you've all scored your penalties, it doesn't matter because it just goes on to the next person anyway. No, yeah, true. So true. I, I think it's a silly, a silly thing. We move on to some other sports. Um, defeat for England in the Under-19 Cricket World Cup, which was yes. on last weekend. Yes. I did watch a little bit of that. We had a complete batting collapse. Stammering. Oh, yeah, I know. But what, we what, recovered. What we were, I think we were like 60-something, what, for seven? 60-something for six or seven or something ridiculous. And then we managed to, to get to 186 or something like that. Yeah, it, Men- it was ridiculous. Like, at that last batting, I think, I can't remember his name, was it Ness? Or got like 95 ah. and batted awesome. Like, but yeah, we got absolutely rattled. And then, but well, to be fair, we started off really well. I got a wicket in the first over. Yeah. And 
I think the thing was that they knew they could just play it slow. They didn't have to go go for it. So it was a very slow, sluggish kind of getting off the mark mm-hmm. um, for India. And they just bided their time, um, didn't have to score on every ball um, and got there with a few wickets to spare in the end. Yeah, I mean, I think it's quite... I think, yeah, I think they got there with like 14 balls to spare or something like that. Mm. Um, but to... to I thought England were in big, big trouble to, to make it go pretty much relatively down to the wire, if, yeah. if you will. You know, it was a close game. But I think India have won that competition more than any other nation in the under-19s category. I think England were only won it once. I think India yeah. won about four times. But, yeah. yeah. They definitely deserve to win. They played outstanding. Yeah. Um, fact, I, didn't think, I didn't think England would get past Afghanistan. No. No. Because they were having a shocking go at that. In the first place, <laughs> um, managed to turn that round to a win. Um, so I think they did well to stick with it. In the, in yeah, the, in the... definitely. And there's also been pretty big news whilst we've been away. England cricket board is pretty much gone. <laughs> it's falling apart. We yeah. we we called it a few weeks. Well, pretty much the whole way through this season, really. Um, Silverwood is gone. The director, Ashley Giles, has gone. I think Graham Thorpe has also stepped down. So it's in a bit of disarray at the minute. There's not... Yeah. I think Andrew Strauss has stepped in temporarily. I don't know whether they're going to... Um, Paul Collingwood as well. Is, is Collingwood. stepped in as coaching. There is, there is a rumour that um, Justin Langer, uh, the Australian head coach who's just stepped down from the Australian role, could be in with a shout of going to England, which would be really? mad. Yeah, that'd be ridiculous. That's that'd a kick in the teeth. They've just hammered us in the ashes. Yeah, like, and then, oh, I'll come to you. You look like you need some help. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Um, and there's been a lot of controversy because England have announced their test squad yeah. for the West Indies tour, mm-hmm. and Broad and Jimmy have been left out completely. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are your thoughts? What are you saying? I understand one of them. I don't understand both. No, I think since the since what 2013, I think every year has had one of them two as the leading wicket wicket taker for England at the end of every year. I think Broad has five and Anderson has four. Yeah, like they they are the best we have. Like we obviously Mark Wood is sick. Definitely take him. I don't I don't know who else they've taken. They've taken Wokes. Yes, they've taken Wokes. They've taken Stokes. Um, I don't know if Archer's fully fit or ready for test. I don't understand taking Stokes. He's not had enough cricket. No, uh, to me, to, to be fair as well, I don't see Stokes as um. I see St- right. I, I know Stokes is an all rounder, but I see him more as a batsman than a bowler. Hundred yeah, percent. He's and not like, he, he, will, he, will, he will have he will have times where like, he will do like he will go for he have a fifer and stuff, and he can swing the ball, but I mean all of our bowlers are around his pace. We saw yeah. with Australia when, when we didn't play um, Wood. Yeah. yeah, Wood. They were all the same pace, all the same lines. Like, there was no variety. Um, and nobody could swing it better than Jimmy. No, that's right. And Broad, some, for some reason, his angles are ridiculous. Yeah, especially to left arm. It's yeah. Worn on. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I think, it was at the, I think it was saying that the last time we played West Indies, a tour in West Indies, um, and Anderson and I think he didn't play. Brian Lara scored 300, 400. 
Zabri walked down. I mean, you look at their numbers. I think they've got over 1,100 wickets, test wickets between them. It, the numbers yeah. are mental. And yeah. I get that, and I get like every sort of dynasty, if you will, like everyone's day has to come to an end, you know, but they're still playing. They're not slowing down, are they? Yeah, they're still playing incredibly well. And to leave them both out, like, I don't know. I think it's a, obviously, there's an, the other, other side of the argument would be that, look, England haven't been playing well recently, so they need to have a transitional period where they do bring in youth and you do look towards the future. But yeah, like for for me, I, I 100% agree with that, and that's what I've been saying. Like for these test series, we've replied, we rely too much on our usual players that play all three formats, and it seems ridiculous to me that the youngsters aren't playing. But when it comes to then changing out that team, bringing in youngsters, why take out your best players? Like Stokes hasn't been playing great for us. Take him out for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Him focus on um, 50 over and and 20, and 20 over. Like bring in some other batters. Um, our bowlers are probably our best attack. Well, that, that's, that was my next point. I know we had a bit of an absolute... Well, not a bit of an absolute stinker in Australia, but I think... Our batting lineup was more disappointing than our bowling, for sure. Yeah, and, and so I think we need to work on that rather than looking at big changes in our in our bowling attack. Definitely, um, I, I definitely think it's the batting, unfortunately. And I, 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 I don't, I don't understand. I still think we'll play well, um, and I, I still think the like the bowlers that we have can get it done because I, just because I think we have the strength and depth is better in our bat- bowlers. Um, I just hope that the changes they've made for our batters yeah. works. Yeah. Um, F1, new footage, new footage has come out um, on that controversial last race in Abu Dhabi. Uh, I think there was a little bit of a, a snippet of audio footage between um, the director, Massey, and was it the Red Bull? Was it the Red Bull? Yeah, it's Red Bull. Um, um, I've forgotten his name. Yeah, go for it, Sam. What 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 is this new little bit of footage that's been released? So basically, it's footage and um, kind of the radio conversation between Michael Massey and Red Bull, and I think it's I think Julian something. I can't remember his name. Really annoying me now. Um, <laughs> but obviously, what happened in the, in the race was that the the five cars in between Hamilton and Verstappen were allowed to unlap themselves and, and go to the back letting Verstappen close in on fresher tyres. And what comes out of the video is that the Red Bull basically say, you could do this. You, you could let those five out and unlap themselves. Um, and it's, it's not, I don't think it's damning for Red Bull. I no. think that if Mercedes were in the same position, they would have said the same thing. Um, just because I think, I think, at the time, they were both shouting options of what, what could go happen right now. I still think it's on Michael Massey for what he did. He didn't have to do that. Um, there was no, there was no way in that. I think in the in the radio communication that it was like you have to do this. It was like oh, you. It, it basically sounded like a suggestion. It was like you could uh, you get let those five unlap themselves, and then Michael Massey, I think, said like, yes, I know I can do that. So well, for me, there was no question or hesitation or thought for any other point of view it was literally like 
that suggestion was fired out. He was like, yeah, okay, we're going to do that. And it was like, not yeah. even, I know that in the moment you have to make a quick decision. It did have to be quick, but. But I there mean, was that, no that consideration at all from the actual rule book, like, at all. It was, <laughs> no, it's, 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 and it's difficult with that radio kind of clip coming out because we don't know if that was because he'd been talking to somebody else before that, if, if there was anything after. It's just one little clip where he just happens to suggest what happened. Um, and for some reason, he just did it. And I don't, I don't know why he did it. Nobody really knows why he did it. But it's a bit condemning for Michael Massey. And I think I, I think Red Bull. I mean, if, if I was in their position, I would have said the same thing. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. That's gonna if that's gonna win you your, your drive of the world championship, you you suggest it. I think it's still I think it's damning on Michael Massey. Obviously, I think yeah. it's still bad for the support. I still think it's bad for the support that that's something that can happen. Yeah, such an incredible. So much of a two-way conversation from the director to the teams. Mm-hmm. I think it should. I think it should be less. They shouldn't be able to just press one button and speak directly to the director. I feel like the director should have to initiate that. Yeah, yeah. React that that call unless it's an emergency. They get like maybe two or three a race where they can mm-hmm. go straight to the director and ask a question. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's the main thing that annoys me is that. He's got he's got everyone in his ear like constantly. Um, yeah, it, it it does tarnish, you know, the the title from Verstappen in, in a crazy season as well. I think more people just bit. remember that exact moment rather than the incredible season that actually happened, yeah. which is a little bit annoying. Also, I am getting proper into F one, mate. Yeah, I am getting proper into F one. If those of you who haven't seen Drive to Survive on Netflix. It is incredible. And I love, shout out the um, direct, the director at Haas. Uh, yes. Uh, he is an Stop absolute me. G and he loses his head all the time. He's so good. <laughs> <laughs> he just swears nonstop like a trooper and just, and he keeps going, I'm a, I'm a little bit emotional. You're not just a little, man. You're, you're a lot. <laughs> oh, he's um, great. I'm loving it. And he's probably getting me into, into the sport even more. And I can't wait for the, the upcoming season, to be honest. Mm. Not that far away now. No, I know. I mean, they, they've just started unveiling the cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aston Martin, Haas, and Red Bull have yeah. shown their cars. Yeah. Which all look really good. Yeah. Really nice. Um, UFC, big UFC fight this weekend. Israel Adesanya is fighting Robert Whitaker. This guy, Adesanya, I don't know if you heard of him, Sam. He's literally so sick, man. He's literally like... He calls himself the the last style bender. So he he's literally he, he's crazy kick um, karate style, Muay Thai style boxing. He's just he's just a fluid like Conor McGregor esque like kind of like fighter. He's sick, um, and he's fighting Robert Whitaker in their first fight. It was an absolute sick fight. Um, so I'm rooting for Israel in this one. So hopefully you can get, you can get the job done. But um, yeah, that's this Saturday, I think. Uh, and that pretty much wraps up this podcast. Um, Shocker and Hero of the Week. <laughs> there My are hero of the week. a few nominations for each both. To yeah, to be fair. My hero is is going to be uh, the Senegalese coach, Cissé. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Hero, I've got two. I think I did want Joey. 
Jerry Burrow came out on the cracking quote quote in the week and he said, um, he like give your advice for like new yeah. up and coming quarterbacks. And he just basically goes work in silence. And I just like that. Yeah. Obviously, we are on social media trying to promote ourselves. We're not, not we want to be posting more on social media, but <laughs> if you're a lot of sort of trying to be trying to be a QB in the NFL. Um, work in silence is a good quote. You don't need to post everything on, on online yeah. and, and promote yourself. But also, so Sam, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned this one, but hasn't uh, Del Potro retired from tennis? What? I think he's I retired from tennis. Has he actually? <laughs> I think so. I think he's quit. I, I saw some tweets this week saying how about can't continue the pain, the pain that he's in. So I'm guessing he's retired. <laughs> what? That's when he takes his final bow. What's going on here? I did not see this. I'm just hot. It's just broken. It has. I love Del Potro. I think he's always been a fan favorite. Won the U.S. Open. His only his only Grand Slam. Um, and just every now and then, will just destroy everyone. <laughs> like he has. I think he has. What is it? He plays in with his racket. I think it is quite a high tension, mm-hmm. a, a very high tension of racket or with the strings, which makes it makes him have to hit the ball harder than most people. Um, That's really why he's done the injuries. <laughs> exactly. I don't know why he's done this because it, it was clearly has a detrimental effect to his wrist because <laughs> his wrist is like broken every 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 year. Um, but the way he hits his his flat shots. They just boom, they're gone. You can't hit them back. You're never getting anywhere near it. And that, the games he's played against Federer, five setters, mad. The games he's played against Djokovic, five setters, absolutely mad. Um, I've, I've always loved watching him play. And uh, very, very sad to hear he's retired. Yeah. Sorry, I had to break that news to you, mate. Right? It's just breaking news. It's just, oh, shockers. Go cry later. <laughs> shockers of the week. Um, I think we do have to mention Kurt Zuma. I'm, I'm probably shocked. I'm shocked, man. Like he was one of better players, in my opinion, personality-wise at Chelsea. He seemed like such a character. And to see that video of him kicking a cat, like it's just a bit it's just disgusting, man. I don't know why. Why? Like I don't understand it. And you're you're doing, I think Laura Woods from um from Talksport did a good piece on it. She was yeah. basically saying that like you're in front of your kid. That's what you're teaching your kid, you know. Yeah. And what morals and, and lessons is he going to be picking up from that? And I just, I just, I'm not about that at all. I don't know why anyone would do that to a defenseless animal. Like it's just sickening, and it's just sad to see. Um, and obviously, there's a lot coming out about footballers with the whole Greenwood situation, and yeah, yeah. just that that they have too much they feel they, they feel pa- pa- too powerful i think that nothing think can touch them yeah. they're, they're surrounded by people that, that are just yes them. you know yeah. and they're they they're allowed to do what they want when they want and yeah. you know no one's really telling them no and no, with and that comes big big egos and yeah. that's the problem and i think i think it was such a bad decision to play him i think it was I didn't. I don't know why they played it. I thought David Moyes' reasoning was. was it's, a it's, it's a cop out, isn't it? It's a cop out. Yeah. Oh, the club, the club's dealing with it. 
Um, but as a footballer, he's one of our best. I'm like, that that doesn't matter. Like no. he's he's it's a privilege to play football for these teams yeah. and earn that money. Like you've just given him you're saying that the football the football he's he's a good footballer, so that means it's okay that he's kicked this cat. Yeah. yeah. And and um abused an armor. Um I think that's wrong with David Moyes. And I mean, I don't know, I don't know how much the club can do. Obviously, I think the Met have said they're not investigating. Um no, I've, heard, I understand. I've heard that his um, Adidas sponsorship has been yeah, so he's lost his other sponsorship. He's also been fined, I think, three hundred grand. Um, his cats have obviously been taken off him by the RSPCA. But apart from that, I don't think much more is going to be done. No, him. no, no. And like, I think um, it was uh, Antonio who yeah. came out with a good, a good quote when he was he was asked about it to break his silence. Um, and he did previously. He's like, I've, I know, I no way condone what he's done. Like, it's a horrible thing, but is is what he's done as bad as racism mm-hmm. in the in the game? Um, and he kind of focused the the question on that there are players that have been accused and and charged with racism. Like Luis Suarez got banned for eight games. Yeah, eight games. Then yeah. continued to play. Um, so what's the difference with him playing? Then uh, Zuma playing again. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a very good point. Yeah, it is fair. It's a very um, fair point. I think it. I think that really his point really highlights that we that the people involved with football really need to take a step back and look at how they are dealing with particular issues, yeah. and and how these issues impact certain communities. And yeah. I feel like in some circumstances they're not taken strongly enough in fear of sporting decisions or sporting like yeah. morals business like decision, yeah business like david moyes you know yeah. um I, I think i think uh, i think what man united have done is been good so far with mason greenwood like yeah. he's, he's not training he's not playing um they've also allowed you to swap shirts if you have a greenwood shirt um oh yeah yeah the past, I saw that. the past three years if you bought one three years ago still get a refund on it or or swap um which i think is great it's also making sure they're getting rid of his shirts Mm -hmm. so his shirts aren't anywhere no yeah which is also quite good that's good um i think in terms of in terms of that that's been it's it's the best i've seen something like that handled Mm -hmm. for a while in terms of football i I still don't think it's probably the best it could have been handled no um obviously he's now out on bail as as a as a Investigations, yeah, investigations going on. Um, but hopefully, and and it made you think that it was going in the right direction. But then Zuma then playing, and it's just yeah, kind of it back down to why can't people just be normal human human beings, yeah. man? Like, why can't people just love each other and love yeah. and like love and respect each other? Like I don't I don't understand this behavior. Yeah. But and it, it's like I've sent you that um, obviously there's all these memes of Kante um, that people saying like he's he's like god's uh basically god's given um person because he's he has he has a mini he's very humble and um he acts but in in reality he ha- he acts like a normal human being we normal shouldn't be surprised being. by his behavior yeah just because yeah. he's he's acting like a normal person yeah yeah but the fact that we are and this and these guys are the reason exactly so that that because it, it, it it seems out of the norm and it's exactly. it's such a twisted way of 
of thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And like um, these people are role model- models as well, man. Like, you know, how many kids that these people are sort of, you know, impacting and, and that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, not not the best week or so for for in the media with football headlines. Um, but you know, what can you do? Hopefully, mm-hmm. we can just there'll be more positive stories. Um, although I have to mention um, Stephen A. Smith, another shock of the week. Um, he's just a tool. He just waffles on about random stuff. He was had an interview with Justin Jefferson, right? And he was basically giving it the big and saying, you would have got 2,000 yards if you had played in a warmer, warmer city. Essentially trying to get him to move, right? The Cowboys. Yeah. But the funny thing is, Stephen A. Smith, the Vikings play indoors. Yeah. They play indoors. They don't play outside. <laughs> exactly. And if you're... And unfortunately in the NFL, you do have to play away and you all have to play in cold climates. You I, don't, I, don't, I don't see the difference of being in a cold to a, to a warm. I mean, Megatron got the most receiving yards in history in Detroit. It's a poor excuse. They're all they're athletes, you know. They're they, you know, if you're not do fit, if you're not fit enough to play in winter in Detroit, then you shouldn't really be an athlete, athlete you know. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. and they can do it in any weather, that's the point. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. And I think that wraps up the Super Bowl special podcast, to be honest. Um beautiful. beautiful. Um we'll try and post a little mini podcast um next week depending on the result and what happens in the the game and that kind of thing but yeah um thanks for listening and uh we'll catch you again next week next week in a bit